Hi, I'm John. And I'm Colin. And I'm a monkey. This is Hold Up. This is the show where we talk about movies from long ago and not so long ago and see if they hold up. If you think I'm lying, drop the bomb. If you think I'm crazy, drop the bomb. But don't drop the bomb just because you're following orders. Cue the theme song. The most optimistic projection you, Sam Root, is willing to make for the spread of the virus is this. 24 hours, 36 hours, 48 hours. Sucks men, women, children, destruction complete. Those are the citizens of Cedar Creek. I want him in here, now. You got that? Hmm? Go on, look at him, look at him, look at him. And I want you to burn flesh and blood till the day we die. Please, please. All right, 1995. There was a little bit of an outbreak, much like our COVID-19 outbreak of right now. And so the Hold Up crew is delivering to you remotely. We have the wonderful Colin and the wonderful, well, who are you today, Brent? I was the monkey. monkey. Ah, the monkey, yeah. So we're connecting in. Monkey. We're connecting in remote, folks. This is the best we can do to practice our social distancing. We hope everybody out there is safe and happy, and uh, you probably are getting back into some of these outbreak movies, so you can uh, scare the shit out of yourselves. So yeah, we decided to do uh, 1995's Outbreak. Uh, because I actually had some fairly fond memories of this movie, though I hadn't seen it in a very long time. We have Dustin Hoffman kind of uh, uh, being the lead army guy, <laughs> army scientist, Renee Russo, Morgan Freeman, Donard Sutherland, Cuba Gooding Jr., Patrick Dempsey, Mc, McDelicious, what is he called? McDreamy? That's a huge McDreamy. And, and, <laughs> and maybe <laughs> McDelicious, yeah. And the what I wanted to talk to you guys most about is a ginger Kevin Spacey. Yeah. Why was he? Is he a ginger in real life? Because he's a ginger in this movie. I think it's easier oh. to assault people and you're uh, unassuming as a ginger. <laughs> it could be. <laughs> it's really interesting to me that uh, this cast, the cast in this movie was so crazy. Yep. What like, do you mean so crazy? Like, like so crazy good? Lots of well, big names people, in this. E- even the people who are like playing minor roles, like the guy who screams at everybody at the White House, are um, the the second in command that, that arrests Donald Sutherland or whatever? Yeah, that all those guy guys are him. like super well known. Like everybody in here, even fucking that Jimbo guy was Patrick Dempsey, like you said. Yeah, yeah. And that's like I'm such a small role, but like everybody was just like everybody wanted to be in fucking outbreak. It was crazy. Yeah. Not everybody. This was originally written for Harrison Ford, and he didn't want it. They wanted, wanted Harrison and Ford, this, they wanted Sylvester Stallone, and there was someone else they wanted, I can't remember. This is a Wolfgang Peterson movie, and so they wanted it, around Air Force One would have been teaming those two up again. And I don't, we're not yeah. very big fans of Wolfgang Peterson last time. It's so funny that you said that. I never really realized, I never had heard that tidbit, but here's the thing. This movie was so trying so hard to be an action movie. It's like, was really really interesting the this was like a drama yeah and a thriller and an action movie yeah this is at least at least two movies in one at least yeah it is it's it's also about two hours and eight minutes long so it's about (laughs) 40 minutes too long yeah if you pick just the disease to focus on and and you know make tweak the disease whatever to make the story a little bit better you don't need all this secret army blowing up villages and protecting their thing can't bring the serum in because then people would find out bullshit that sidetracks this movie every time it comes on screen 
keep talking about, about the weapon and the weapon is never clearly established. It's just like, it's like they mention it, that they have this weapon. Like, why would that ever be the weapon? Why would you ever unleash like a deadly, like world killing plague as a weapon? Yeah. It's a biological weapon to like sterilize the, well, but, them all, but like, there, but you know, that's pacifist. Why, <laughs> that's where they had the cure though. That's where I had, they had the, so they had the E 11 one or whatever, because that way they could like drop this fucking virus on the Russians and then give all of the Americans the the, the uh, serum and they'd be fine. But I mean, how well thought is that? That thing mutates within a day, and then that thing is no longer helpful. Yeah, it mutates well, immediately. immediately. Yeah, well, the outbreak monkey. So the whole serum the that they have as a plan for their weapon is totally useless after a day. <laughs> well, yeah, but they weren't they weren't planning on using the monkey that had both. So in the movie, the monkey, they say, and I guess it does, has both the airborne strain and then the non-airborne strain of this virus. Well, it, it doesn't have both, but it's it carries, the source. It's, it carries the, the antibodies. antibodies. Yeah, I <laughs> know, oh, yeah. but it but it has both strains. They no, it doesn't say, have both strains. It mutates. No, it doesn't no, have the airborne no. in it. It said it does. They said it carries said, the antibodies to both strains. Maybe. It carries no, the antibodies to both strains, but it doesn't carry both strains of the disease. The oh. disease yes. in the monkey is the original one. We we can go back and look at it, but the dialogue said that the monkey carries both strains, so that because it carries both strains, and the antibodies of both strains are also in the monkey. That's what they say, like, word for word in the movie. No, they don't. But anyway, yeah, we can go do. back and check it out. Yeah, we will. It doesn't... I'm 100% positive about that because I rewound it. And I was like, that's convenient. Yeah, It has the antibodies because it's the host. But it... we'll go back. I'll bet you 20 on it. You it... want to do a 20? I'll totally do 20 back. All right. We okay. got we got a bet on that. We'll let you folks know in the next episode how that one turned out. Yeah. <laughs> no one wants to follow up on that. A $20, Absolutely, $20 bet. That's all we care about. Um, yeah, that's, so like, that's are good. So this is a, a a good point that you guys are bringing it up through your disagreement here, though. Is is that um, the the whole like solution to the serum and like using it as a weapon that could have been one movie, and then this outbreak happening could have been its own movie as well. Um, but uh, <laughs> I don't. <laughs> so many problems. Like General McClintock is so eager to bomb that town. It's ridiculous. I'm jumping to a super bad, like, near end part of the movie, but like, it's so overwhelming at time how much this guy just wants to kill everybody. He's arbitrarily evil. There's no reason to bomb that town once they have a cure, but he's insistent that they do anyways. (laughs) And that bomb's not even big enough to take take that town out. They drop it in the water. If you look at the diameter of that thing, you would have still had like diseased Matamba people walking around, no problem. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> well, I don't know. They, I mean, the virus wouldn't have been burned up by that explosion, like they claimed. No, yeah, I don't. First, I don't think so, because it obviously didn't like, work the first time. They bombed that town with the exact same bomb. They're like, we better use the same thing we used in '67. That's because the monkeys ran away. They have like a shot of the monkeys, and they're like running away from the the explosion. Yeah, you need you need napalm to kill a mutamba. You don't need like a, a whatever that bomb was. Yeah. So here, here's even say what it was. No, here's a an excellent scene. Uh, as you know, I've known Colin for a while, and um, uh, as a writer, he's always got some little tidbits of information about story and structure that we pick up on. So there's a beautiful scene uh, on the first mission they go out. They're 
warning and trying to scare Cuba Gooding Jr. a little bit um, about like getting in there and you've never really seen it in real life. And sure enough, he starts to like yak inside a suit and pulls his own suit off. So Dustin Hoffman's character gets super pissed. He's like, isolate him, isolate him. And then this doctor comes in and the doctor, quote unquote doctor is like, it's not airborne. And they're immediately like, okay, cool. I trust you. We don't have to like isolate him anymore. He's totally fine. Then they get, they get back on the plane and Cooper Gooding Jr. is sitting there in the corner, like all sad and sweating. And Dustin Hoffman walks up to him and then uh, Cooper Gooding Jr. says, you told me not to take my suit off. Yep. I took my suit off. Yep. I jeopardized the entire team. I'm like, I just watched all that happen. Why did you set it up, then do it, and then talk about it again after? It's crazy bad story writing. Crazy bad script yeah. writing. The, the only, only, only reason to have that scene is that Dustin Hoffman lets him off the hook. And so maybe... It just could have come into like, it. Cuba didn't need to say leader. anything. Yeah. It, there's 30 seconds but, anyway of the recap of what we just you saw. Could just had, you could have just had him come over and say, uh, you know, it's okay. Like, everybody makes mistakes. We all made it. We're all alive. You yeah. have to have him, like, yeah, recap the whole event. Yeah. That, so I thought of you when I watched that. I was like, oh, my God. And that's pretty early uh, in the movie. I would have cut out the whole beginning of this movie. I wouldn't have shown any of the the original virus, them collecting the virus and blowing up that town. I would have just started with the uh, disease center. I don't mind I mean, that if you take away all the stuff where they turn it into a weapon and produce like this anti-serum and hide all that shit. If you show the disease in the beginning and then later it just like resurfaces with this monkey, I don't mind that as a little intro because then that shows like their solution is bombing the town. Like that's how deadly this thing is. And they're going to do that again. I don't mind. But you don't, but you don't need to um, show them bomb a town so that the solution is bomb another town. Like they go over why they're going to do that. And also, did you guys notice how they're fucking, uh, there's no way that their estimation was (laughs) accurate. 24 hours, 48 hours. 48 hours. In 48 hours, it was going to wipe out the whole country. All of the U.S. 48, 48 hours. But thankfully, none of Canada. Yeah. They used used that computer from the thing. (laughs) They did, totally. Yeah, they did. (laughs) There's no way that they should have said like a month. Why, why did it have to be two days? Yeah. That's ridiculous. Yeah. The whole, they talk about it a couple of times, how the, how fast the virus works, works against them. And the, the fact that it goes airborne does make it spread a little bit more, but, um, I also around, around the map that shows it and it starts and it not only does it start in uh, what's this town called Cedar Creek, but for some reason it also starts in Denver, which makes no sense. Yeah. So like that model was super stupid yeah it was like dark in cedar creek and denver at the same time it was like so why, then, why, why did why did it start in denver like what the person went to denver like i don't get it they, they and asked, then it just spread they had the situation <laughs> contained in cedar creek they went about it the wrong way because the town was just irate when they quarantine them with like almost no preparation, like the people standing people outside of the hospital with their babies, we like what pandemic, <laughs> Dude, that chick made me mad. She's yeah, standing there where the disease, like at the epicenter of the disease and sick people with her baby in her arms. Do you, like, know- you, you either get a babysitter and protest or you don't protest. Yeah. And yeah, no, it's true. They it's portray- like going to the movies. 
they portray the, they portray the army in like really bad light here and i remember one scene in particular where they're they're collecting people from around the town and then they're like bagging bodies and putting it in a barn and burning it down they make it seem like those guys are like stormtroopers doing evil deeds but they're like th that'd be the worst job for those poor soldiers they'd be like i've been ordered to be here this is a hard job because we need to keep these people contained for the health of everybody and now i'm on body detail but they're like man they love their jobs they're so good at it they love killing they people I, I thought they missed an opportunity where they should have been a guy with a flamethrower shooting a flamethrower at that barn. <laughs> That's what they should have done. That's awesome. But they could have they could have humanized some of the soldiers because it's a difficult situation, and that would have boded better for when um, uh, when uh, um, Dustin Hoffman's character is talking down those plane guys because his speech is completely horrible and not inspiring. If you think I'm crazy, drop the bomb. Like, a, <laughs> and they're right. Like those guys wouldn't keep listening to the crazy man on the radio. They'd just be like, turn it off. Like switch to channel two. Okay. They would have. They would have had a backup channel. They would have been like switched to backup channel. They would have all switched there. I'm not a military guy by any sense. Could be totally talking out my ass, but I think that's how it goes. So I was also rooting for the army guys yeah, when those bit. guys tried to escape in their Bronco and the truck. So I was like, I. Fuck, and they gunned down people in the helicopter. And then yeah. you see those dummies burning. That oh made my gosh, that was hilarious. That was hilarious. Oh yeah, yeah, those, those dummies were terrible. There's a ton of incompetence in this movie too, um, starting with the lab tech who sticks his finger in the centrifuge, getting blood all over the place. Then the same, yeah. the same moron goes to the movies really sick and then starts like coughing like a spitty, phlegmy cough into the air, which also confused me um, in their definition of what is airborne. Because like if he's coughing like that and the droplets are flying through the air, is that that's not airborne? Maybe that's like droplets or something as a distinction. So I'm not sure of the language there, but I was like, that seemed airborne to me since it flew through the air, took a right turn and went right in that other gal's mouth. Yeah, the well, difference is, is that the delivery oh, there is still through fluid. Mm. So even when you're coughing and spitting, the disease is still carried through the fluid of the spit. Mm. Whereas airborne is just like when you see it's got like those little feathery things on the side and it's just allowing it to float through the air. So there's one where it's being delivered through fluids, through like transmission, through coughing or sneezing or puking, whatever. Um, the other one, airborne, is like a true like it's just like dust in the air. Wow. All right, good, good, good distinction. Thanks for the education. That goes for COVID nineteen too, folks. Hey, as the resident hypochondriac, you can bet that I've been researching airborne disease. <laughs> Wash your hands, folks. Twenty seconds. Um, and so then, um, um, Dustin Hoffman's team is like the best in the world, but two of his senior people, his ex-wife and his uh, his best friend, uh, go down to mistakes in the lab. I know it's from probably a lack of sleep and everybody been wearing out, but for the best team in the world, they don't like, they should be taking that into consideration. They're always pushing themselves to the limit. Yeah. And what was with the dogs? Those dogs are douchebags. Did you see what they did to his couch? <laughs> they did. They were all wet, jumping out of the tub, and then they're like shaking and soap everywhere. He took that they pretty talked well. About those dogs. They talked about those dogs a ton. Yeah, they do. All so then, the dogs. The dogs are like a B story. So, <laughs> you're like, did you put them in the kennel? What uh, did you do with 
like they get this is the other part of the movie like it's so weird to be coming into a movie like after a separation has happened so you never get to see what made this couple work um but then you're expected to believe that this this you know tragedy this crisis brings them back together and they're gonna hook up again when everything is done i hate those kinds of love stories yeah, it was a love story. It was a thriller. It was an action movie. And th- what was with the fucking music? Did you guys hear how action <laughs> the music was? It was diehard. So dramatic, diehard die army music. Yeah, that's, they had diehard music. That's the problem with this movie is that it's confused. It's, well, it's, it, this could have been this could have been an amazing dramatic movie, especially with Dustin Hoffman. Like you got it all made. You got all the pieces there to have this be like a very serious, awesome, dramatized, like, uh, like plague movie. But when you throw in like this stupid helicopter chase, that helicopter would have been blown up instantly. A little Huey being followed by those two other, like, like a pursuit chopper. Those things, what were those Apaches? Those things would have destroyed that thing. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know helicopters either. They definitely Um, had the stronger weapon complement, and they were in a position like, it just all that was really bad. The up and over, like the loach, the the chopper that they're in would likely be smaller and faster, but <clears throat> they just wouldn't have the the weapon systems like the other two done. They're not Blackhawks, but an older version of those things. Um, not really attack choppers. Uh, that whole shit in the choppers too, with the general getting in the chopper and the, almost hitting each other and flying under the bridge. And like the little quips of like, don't do that again. Sorry, sir. I'm the best goddamn pilot there is. Like, fuck all that scene. That was all garbage. Yeah, yeah, that was all bad. We're just I gonna do like the. Uh, what did you guys? What did you guys like in the movie though? There must have been things you liked. Overall, I like the story. Like, I like the the idea about the 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 disease coming in through like this this guy trying to like pawn this black market monkey. And he gets diseased, and then he, except for like, he is obviously super gross sick. <laughs> like, at the best case, he has a real serious flu, shit in his pants, just puked probably. And he comes off the plane, his girlfriend's like, God damn, you look like death. And he's like, I feel like death. And she's like, Let me put my tongue in your mouth. Yeah. Why? Yeah. Why would that ever happen? I've never had a yeah. girlfriend that wanted to kiss me if I just like got fracked from the gym. Ever. Like if you're even remotely distressed, they don't want to put their tongue in your face. Yeah. So that seemed a little bit sick, but I like I like the way that the story progresses outside of the stupid forced action narrative. Yeah. If it if like I see I see a good movie in it and I like that. Yeah, I do too. Like Dustin Hoffman should have never jumped from a helicopter onto a ship. No, like all that shit was like, and then that music once again. All that, like the helicopter chase, the uh, there's like the the battle scene. That's why I mean, at the beginning, that's what they were trying to do. The very beginning of the movie, like it starts off with like like crazy war battle. Yeah. Which I still don't know what the fuck was going on there. Does anybody know what that what, what war that was? It was some kind of the, maybe uh, a war in the Congo or something like that, or it was not like the v- yeah exactly. It was around the time know. of the like, Vietnam War, but I don't know what, what was going yeah, on there. Yeah, it was there. '67, but like why show why show that shit? Like it was just to blow <laughs> it has nothing stuff to up do. and show people are shooting. Yeah, like why didn't the army guys just come to the? Well, I would have just I would have hundred percent taken all that shit out. Yeah. Of the beginning of the movie. I just, you don't need it. You just, 
they they find out there's a virus going on in Africa, and then they go out and they find out it's a really bad thing, and then the monkey comes and fucking spreads the virus. Why yeah. do you need any of that? Brent's right. You could take out all that other shit too with the the weapon. You could have a minor that, backstory of Morgan Freeman trying to cover something up, uh, but then you yeah, don't you, you don't need Donald Sutherland's it. character at all. He's campy and bad in this, so over the top. Like yeah. you wonder how he became ever got to be a general the way he acts. Did you guys? Did you guys laugh out loud when Donald Sutherland said, are you stupid or something? Yeah. Are you dumb or something? I yeah. laughed out loud. Yeah. You don't want a guy, you don't want a guy in a leadership position that that's far behind. Like it was very clear what he, Oh, you guys cannot get in the way. Otherwise they can't bomb that town. Wink, wink, nudge, nudge. Yeah. Hey, what are you doing that <laughs> I, for? I know it's so it's, it's laughably bad. Laughable yeah, bad, he, which is not was not the intent. He's got pictures of somebody because it doesn't make fucking sense otherwise. And what's the arc of character that him and his wife get back together again? Like, did he learn no. some kind of a lesson that's going to make him a better husband? No, like, he's he's a know-it-all like, who was getting... once again satiated because he like was right. And they they talk about a whole bunch of times when he was wrong, but he was also right a yeah. bunch. So like that's fine if he saved lives, but like he gets like I can see why everyone finds him so goddamn annoying. And in real life, he wouldn't be right as many times as he was. Dude, and he's still not as annoying know-it-all as Spacey. Although Spacey's like a thought... part character, and that actually suits a part character more than your main. Yeah. I thought Spacey stole, stole some scenes, actually, from some people. His character had like some of the quippiest dialogue. I will say about this movie, the uh, the makeup and stuff, when the people have the diseases. And like on the flip side of that is that every time it's panning over people in the hospital that have this thing they're all doing like basically different things some are like aggressively convulsing some are shaking some are like rocking it's it's like that's kind of inconsistent but at least they did a pretty good job overall on the on the makeup especially when kevin spacey's going and he's like bleeding out his ear and eye holes also the thing that sets off kubagri jr and makes him like take off his mask like okay (laughs) Those both those other guys, if they saw that, should have reacted the same way as him. There was a little kid laying with a dead parent on a bed underneath a mosquito net, and that was the most fucked up. One of the most fucked up things I've ever seen. Yeah. In a movie. Yeah. <laughs> that was crazy. Like they all should have been puking in their helmets. Yeah. You oh, clearly haven't been on World Star. <laughs> 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 Oh, um, how about uh, Cuba Gooding Jr. is obviously better in the lab than he is in the field. Uh, but when they get back with the monkey, he's like got the serum made within seconds. Um, and, and then he's so expendable to the whole thing, which he's not. He's like the only guy who could do it. Um, uh, Dustin Hoffman grabs him. He's like, come on, we'll fly in front of this plane and potentially kill ourselves. Thus guaranteeing the death of everybody. He's got the only guy who can make the serum at that time. No one else is going to know about the monkey. They haven't like put widespread word. People would be like, why is there a dead monkey here? Weird. And now we're all dead. Drop the bomb now. So like, that's ridiculous. You know, I hadn't even thought about that. They are going to commit suicide to save that town. If they do that and die, the world the dies. Di- yes. They, they talk about already. They talk about how it's like, it's already not contained in that town, right? Yeah. It's already spreading outside. I think they say there's fucking squirrels or something somewhere. Yeah. And, uh, so that is a that is a terrible strategic move. It's bad. It's bad. 
There's a scene where Dustin Hoffman is with uh, Morgan Freeman, I think, where they're trying the the serum, the the E eleven oh one or whatever it is. And as they're there in the room waiting, the lady dies, and Dustin Hoffman looks and he's like, "Huh?" And then goes right back to talking to Morgan Freeman like nothing, just, like nothing had just happened. <laughs> Hoffman is just—he's very angry in this, but he's very wooden, and he's not—he's not really likable. He's like too, too, too over the top confident or macho or something. Like he could have been a little bit more humble for me to like him. I didn't oh, really see, like I him. I did much. like him. I did like him. I do like him, and I do like his character. Actually, I don't find him. Um, I find that he—he he kind of plays it right. It's a super stern situation. It's a super crazy thing. He's not really cracking jokes. You see, like his lighter, like kind of playful side when he's playing with that kid. You see that he's like he's got a softer touch. It's just he doesn't engage it because he's always dealing with either military personnel or medical personnel or like some kind of a crazy fucking bleed out of your eyes situation. <laughs> yeah. And uh, I, I, yeah, I, I found I thought I thought Hoffman was good, man. I, I thought the acting in this movie was really good, actually, outside of Sutherland. Yeah. Uh, but I don't think that's Sutherland's fault. Obviously, he's a great actor. I think it was the fault of like Wolfgang probably being like, all right, pretend like you have a big mustache and you're twirling it all the time. And I, fucking just want to yeah. kill people for no reason people need to know I, you're I, the bad guy yeah i i agree that the acting is good but there are one or two scenes or at least one scene where uh dustin hoffman like goes way over the top yeah and uh i was just like eh. but other than that he was fine like the, just the one scene where he's like and he's calling him billy or whatever and he's like you gotta do this i gotta do this sir whatever and then and then it's the one where he's like you weren't here and he's like i was here you yeah. don't forget that yeah. <laughs> i thought that was the scene i was like eh. but that's the writing it's not that's not no it's yeah i guess that's true and directing it, it was writing and directing the banter he has with casey with uh, kevin spacey's character is good because you can tell casey like listens to him but he doesn't take all his shit seriously he's like oh he's puffing up like go fuck yourself kind of kind of attitude and and i guess that lets you know a little bit more about um Hoffman. I, like kevin but spacey, I still don't like his character a ton i like kevin spacey's character i thought yeah i thought whoever said it before that he kind of stole some of the scenes he was in he was um he was right i, I like him yeah he's a money actor for sure yeah and he's, and he's good in this he plays a good ginger because i do get i do get sad and i'm like when his suit rips i'm like i'm kind of hopeful that it's there and in reality, those yellow suits were pressurized, so no air would have ever got in. As soon as that would have blown, the only air would have been X, like blown out, not mm -hmm. in. He would have been fine. But I, um, I do think that he's good. Uh, I just have a hard time liking Kevin Spacey anymore in general. Yeah, it's hard. It's hard. And he has the he has the best joke in the movie about the brain cells where he's like, "How many brain cells did I lose?" And he's like, "A billion. And then he's like, "Oh, now I'm only as smart as you." Yeah, uh, I thought good. it was a good joke. But then when she stabs herself in the finger with the needle, I fucking was like, I was, I, I felt the pain of the needle going in her finger and I was fucking freaking out oh, when that no. happened. <laughs> I was like, oh my God. <laughs> she stabbed herself with the needle. I was in his vein. Uh, Dude, that, 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 finger. Yeah. that would be the worst. That yeah. would be the worst. Oh my God. Yeah. Yeah, it would be like stabbing your finger with the prick of death. Yeah. Yeah. And a horrible death, too. It would Those be. Those people yeah. aren't enjoying themselves. 
No, none of them Why were. Why weren't they knocking them out? Why weren't they, like, knocking them out so they didn't have to fucking suffer so much? Yeah, Great I don't... Point. They could have been... They could have been... Yeah, especially where they know there's, like, no chance unless... unless yeah, uh, and they know and they're going to die in, like, 24 hours. Why don't they, like, give them a sedative so they don't have to bleed out of their eyes to death? Yeah. I mean, the sad thing is that it liquefies their organs, but their brain seems good until the end. Yeah. Like, it should just liquefy the brain first and leave the organs. Like, that disease is a dick. But um, what do you guys think about uh, Hoffman pulling off his mask at the end? Like, yeah. he's so certain that Zero. that serum works? Zero. Yeah. No, do not like. No, no. He's, you know what? It's so funny because 25 years ago, that might have seemed believable. But today, just based on the last two weeks, I don't think anybody's doing that. And, oh, and they'd be like, uh, nobody's pulling off No, their no, one, no, no one's, one's doing that. And, and I don't buy their relationship. Like no, neither do I. So I don't. I, I that seemed. You I think could tell, he's out of her league? Yeah, definitely. He's like this is like maybe his best look in Dustin Hoffman. Nice salt and pepper. Good lines, yeah. not too wrinkly. He looked good in this movie. I just don't buy their relationship <laughs> because it's just badly written. Yeah, no, it is. You can't come in in the middle and have them all just like fighting. And obviously, he's still pining after her, but he's such a frustrating dickhead. Well, like you said, at the end of it, there's no arc. So, like, yeah, you can tell at the end that they get back together. But the only thing that's certain is that they're going to break up yeah, again in six months changed. when they fucking yeah. There's yeah. nothing that evolved. All you realize, you're like, you're like, this guy's willing to die for me, and that's awesome. But you're still a super dick at home, and you don't do dishes, and you fucking snore all the time. <laughs> yeah. Get out. That's the uh, that's the thing with Die Hard. That's a perfect example. If you look at Die Hard, Bruce Willis learned something about what he was doing wrong in their relationship during the movie. Yep. He like comes to terms that he was a bad husband and he wasn't very supportive and he's going to change. And then he gets back together with Holly. This, nothing changes. No. They're just going to get back together. Yeah. It, it makes no sense. There's no arc for anybody, actually. The only person who has a teeny little tiny arc is... Um, uh, What's his face? Uh, Morgan Friedman, when he like he like decides to like go against his boss and have him arrested. I guess Cuba Gooding Jr. has a bit of an arc too, where he starts out as a mousy guy with not getting any respect in the lab from anybody, and then he's like flying the chopper in front of the airplane. He's a crack helicopter pilot. Man, that's so lucky. He's an amazing helicopter pilot and a scientist and uh, army. He's a major, yeah. I think. So yeah, he's a ma- he's a major, and that was his first time. Like he's a, he's <laughs> what the fuck? That was his first disease exposure, or like just his first. Like I don't understand why he was like he's got such a high rank, and that's his first day out in the fucking disease yeah. world. I don't, I mean, I don't, he, he I, like I don't know. <laughs> Everybody that spoke in that movie that was in a uniform was either a colonel a major, a general, or a major general. Yeah. Like, there was no lower-ranked people. Everyone was majors, colonels, generals, and generals. Everybody. Yeah. Why are so many high-ranking officials doing there? Yeah. Hey, you don't trust the lieutenant to a Mutamba, okay? I guess. That's it, true. That, um, I do also love, and every time he's in a movie, is is uh, Dale Dye. Um, he's the second-in-command army guy that Donald Sutherland keeps, like, ripping shit yeah. in his face he's in tons of army movies i think he was a technical advisor but he's just he's solid he's always got the lingo and the he plays a good authoritative figure and he served thank he's you dale boy, for your dude. service yeah. yeah he's in band of brothers he was in um 
Or he, was he in Band of Brothers? He was in Band of Brothers? He might have. Yeah, I think he was. Yeah, he definitely was. He's the guy that reads that that speech, the Christmas Day yeah, speech. that's right. General Nuts. MacArthur had to follow to say, Nuts. Yeah, that's him. That's yeah, him. No so, way. Yeah, I love that guy and everything he's in. Um, so I didn't know that. Outbreak was made for $50 million and made 190 That's an outbreak in itself. Yeah. Yeah, people just super ate up Wolfgang Peterson's movies, but... I don't know. The two we've reviewed have like had the worst structure and like speed bumps all over the place. Some terrible directing in this too. Oh, and the music just, it's too, it's too crazy. This would have served itself yeah. much better to be a drama with some light humor. Um, like yeah. Keep, keep some of that stuff in the banter, but make it mostly a drama about this outbreak and set it in the background of like being army, just the gunfights and the constant like, Find him and kill him. He's infected. You know he's not, goddammit. Oh, look. Yeah. We're going to have to go get some Otava. He approached this movie as an action movie. Yeah. uh, Peterson. Yeah, Yeah. that was a mistake. The biggest mistake. And the screenplay was very fucking muddled. Yeah. (laughs) Didn't know what it wanted to be. Didn't know what it wanted to be at all. I can't remember why I like this movie, because... uh, yeah, who wants to call you didn't this? Know better. I guess I didn't know any better. And uh, this it's movie also about- come so far, right? Like we're talking ninety-five. That's a long time ago, man. That's twenty-five. Twenty-five years. years. Talking about so- not knowing better. Now that we know that the coronavirus, um, they're making a serum or an, uh, what are they making? A, a vaccine. A vaccine for it and stuff, and it's going to take a year to eighteen months for them to do that. And uh, that guy well, made they, they've got it, them. but there's human testing, right? I know, but that guy's got the serum from the Tabo and fucking made it in like an hour. Yeah, he made it in like yeah. an hour. I know. Well, like, I think, and then he made but, enough, and then he made enough for everybody for the whole yeah. town. I know. Yeah, they that sounds horrible. Tests in the United States, they can't even get enough tests in the United States to test people. And he well, made a serum in an hour. That was incredibly, <laughs> incredibly impressive. Yeah. But he's Cuba. Yeah. Where's he getting all of the material to make the serum? Yeah, in a mobile like, lab. Understand. It just yeah, happened that that town had a huge lab. pharmaceutical factory. And like the the, when, they, when they zoomed in on the picture of the virus and they were like, here it is. It, it has a face. I'm like, it looks like a dick. You know what's funny about that scene where they do it? They're like, they're like this is the Mutamba. It's worse than Ebola. And they show the virus. The virus they show is Ebola. <laughs> Apparently, there was an Ebola outbreak too uh, when this movie hit theaters. Uh, yeah, that's just people vomiting. Yeah, at this badness. All right, that's what I was talking about when when I was talking to you guys about um, Corona. Our uh, cor- what is it called? Corona. COVID COVID nineteen. COVID nineteen. That that this is like a beta test that's going on in the world right now. Like. The, the thing we saw in Outbreak, the, the disease or the virus or whatever, like, is, like, things things like do, that do exist. And, like, how will we react when that shit happens? So this is, like, a little training wheel for the planet. Well, apparently a, little, a lot uh, of the stuff in this movie is based off of a, a true story. Not, not the part about Clearwater getting it and I'm going to bomb a U.S. town. I don't think I haven't read this story, but there's some elements about this that are that they carried over that are true to the movie. Mm. That doesn't involve a woman exposing her toddler to a fucking Ebola monkey. 
<laughs> I'm sure. But I don't know what components are there, but apparently there's some some base in fact on this. I have no idea which. I wish I had more to tell you that. I probably shouldn't have said anything. I'm fucking sorry for wasting your time right now. <laughs> for, for, for me, what this movie uh, God gave me is the term Outbreak Monkey. Because uh, <laughs> because I use that term like at least once a month when someone's sick or whatever. I always yeah. call them the outbreak monkey. Yeah. Like I mean, some people, a lot of people don't know what I'm talking about because this movie's pretty old. But but uh, they're like, "Well, I never get sick," and I'm like, "Yeah, that's because you're the outbreak monkey. You you like just give it around, but you're the host. You don't you don't get it." Oh my god! I probably use this term like monthly. This and movie that, did, uh, in that same, uh, give me the sense of diseases mutating. That's I realized that my whole thing about COVID nineteen, where I kept thinking about like, well, it's going to mutate, it's going to mutate. Then I watched this movie, and I was like, this movie's responsible for all that fucking fear I've been spreading. <laughs> yeah, probably. <laughs> all right, Brent, call I've us. What do you got? Yeah. What? You want me to call it? Yeah, call it. Give her. Unless we have more to say about this. Uh, I don't think so. I The thing is, the weird thing about this, and I feel kind of kind of bad um, saying it doesn't hold up, because if I'm being honest, I enjoyed watching it. It's got a bunch of shit sandwich in it, but overall, like if I just sat back and kind of turned off and just watched it, it was kind of enjoyable. Like I, I watched the disease spread. The disease spread quickly. It was it was believable how it was spreading, except for that comical little cutscene. Like you may as well have put circus music behind that initial spread, where it's like the uh, that guy falls down after kissing that girl. Then he's like, there's that kid that almost eats that cookie in the plane. The guy reaches in the um, in the uh, what do you call that? The little blood spinner, the centrifuge. Yeah, the, the thing. centrifuge. Yeah, the centrifuge. He reaches in there, spreads. Just, like sneezes in the theater like all of that almost becomes like silly it's so fucking overdone weird overdone but i mean like there's spots like that that are in here that kind of pull me out where i'm like this doesn't feel good like it's showing me how it's spreading really well but it kind of feels a little comical overall i did enjoy the movie um the stuff that sucks sucks and i wish it wasn't there the Donald Sutherland stuff doesn't need to be there. That whole end scene could have been cut if fucking, if uh, what's his face would have just removed him from office right away and just said, "I'm, I'm, I'm calling you out. You're, you're obviously fucking off your rocker." <laughs> if he was gonna do that anyways, like why wait? Do you know what I mean? He's yeah. made that decision. So yeah, it doesn't hold up, but I did like it. Yeah, I, 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 uh, I agree with you in that it does not hold up. <laughs> This this movie was like laughably bad in parts and just constant speed bumps for me and all over the place. I was I was laughing. I watched this with with Nat and she was laughing. She's like, "Oh my god, are you serious?" So there's just too much of that going on on a regular basis and it takes all the tension and it takes all the, you know, the the comedy is the stuff the glue that holds any of this together because it makes some of the characters a little likable, but um, because I can't really get into Dustin Hoffman's character and can't get into the relationship. And then Cuba Gooding, you know, is that an arc? Or it's just like he starts out as a rookie and he finishes out as a superstar. I don't know. Not a lot here for me to hang on to uh, in any kind of meaningful way. So definitely does not hold up. And likely that this will be the last time I check this movie out. Yeah, I was excited to watch it again because I did have fond memories of it. The thing that I liked about the movie was uh, 
the the other movie that we never talked about, which was the mystery, got like where you have to figure out how where you know. So they had to figure out who the host was and then capture the host. Yeah. So it was also so it was a love story. <laughs> it was an action movie. It was a drama, and it was also a mystery they had to solve. <laughs> and I actually liked the mystery portion where they had the whiteboard and then they're like doing all that stuff. I, and then them finding yeah, it's a who done it. Yeah, I actually kind of like that stuff. I mean, that's yeah. the stuff I was kind of into. I still don't know whether it was people who were driving the trucks, trying to flee the town, where the fuck they were going. Yeah. They had their luggage and stuff with them, where they could just go to a hotel. Like, I don't know well, the fuck they were going. Where are, I they, mean, where are those people trying to, tell, to get to? To tell you the truth, if there's a plague in my town, and my options are internal liquefied organs in 24 hours, or take my best shot driving through a bunch of forests, uh, probably going to take a shot driving through forest. Yeah, no, that's fair. And then the other thing too is, um, if their organs are liquefying inside their bodies and they give them the serum, is there, how is that going to fucking stop their organs from liquefying? It doesn't make any sense. They, that, that's the other thing too. It, it takes like, like less than two days for them to die. So if you've already had it for a fucking day, the serum, what? It fucking repairs your organs? That makes no fucking Yeah, it reverses sense. it all, no matter what. Yeah, this, yeah, yeah. There's like no afterwards damage. You're not walking around with half liquefied organs in your body. This is a very good point. Yeah. This yeah, is a very good point. The fact oh. that he tests the, the first working part of the serum on his ex-wife, who is not likely the sickest person around, means No, that, absolutely so not. you should have picked someone yeah. really sick to test that serum on and then get back to her because she has at least a couple of more hours. So likely a few more people died because he's like, I love my ex-wife. I love her well, so it's much. Like it's probably like Colin yeah. says, that liquefied organ thing. He's trying to beat that a little bit. Yeah. yeah. Got him. But all the other people's organs liquefied in the meantime because he was wasting all the only stuff they had on her. Yeah, yeah but they're not taking half his shit, so... <laughs> So yeah, it doesn't hold up. <laughs> oh, sad day. It, sad it day. It does not hold up. No, it's uh, it, it's very close it, to like not great. <laughs> it's bad. Did anybody on here watch? Did anyone on here watch the uh, one that's on Netflix right now? Oh, Contagion. Contagion? I, someone said it was yeah. real, real to what's going on now, like close to what we're experiencing. As in, but I've seen it, but I don't remember it at all. I remember it wasn't good. I haven't seen it's it. It's like Matt Damon and Gwyneth Paltrow, isn't it? Yeah, Brent, you probably shouldn't watch it. Why don't you not watch that one? Uh, I can watch fake disease movies because I don't think that I have fake diseases. <laughs> oh, I wanted to ask you guys this question. I think it's very relevant. Why do you guys think that now that this is going on and everyone's homebound, afraid to go outside and come in contact with people because they don't want to get sick, they're watching movies about it. Because uh, it's real and it pertains to their existence. People know, like watching like, things relevant to their life. Yeah, it's like a dread fascination almost. Yeah, yeah is it, isn't it? Like a, it's just like it's a little kind of fucked up, though. I think. Yeah, I mean, it's definitely a little morbid. I but think some people get facts from that are. stuff. They would like look at that and be like, like look at it as like a real pathway to what's happening, not realizing that it's a movie. Right. It's, or else they know. see themselves in it. They're like, look, it's just like us. <laughs> is, that what, is that what it is? It's just like, yeah, we're hiding in our houses too, afraid of virus. It's just like these people in the movie. I'm like the person in the movie. Is that, is that, what, it, is that what it is? Is that, Maybe. I don't 
Because apparently Contagion's like super, super popular right now on Netflix. Yeah, like I think it's like their number one movie, it. maybe. Yeah, it, yeah, and everyone's watching it. The day after we were sent home, I I turned on Netflix and uh, it was recommended as like the number one trending movie. Yeah. Yeah. I think yeah, it's very I, interesting how our society works these days. But I mean, it's super topical, right? Like if we went to war, you could bet your ass war movies would be going through the roof. Right? Yeah, probably. Yeah, that's fair. Well, may, that, maybe in the early days, but not as things draw out. Like people will be sick of it once if the death toll starts rising and let's hope it doesn't. But if it does, then it'll seem less funny to have watched those movies. Well, and it's when yeah. things start to get real. I think even with this, like it's it for a lot of people, you can see there's a lot of people out not taking it seriously. I read comments from a news sort of, uh, um, website today um, just advising people how to act and you saw our, like uh, comments in the bottom where people are like it's just a flu blah 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 I mean we're way too deep in that for people to still have that viewpoint but people are watching this movie because it's not um, personal yet right yeah, once they start seeing true. things happen around them these movies like they will like John said it, they'll lose the appetite same thing as war like once you start seeing bodies pile up and you start seeing like the real um, the realness of it you, you lose your appetite for that uh, sensational oh, kind of the, yeah. Hollywood dramatization of it well and that's what they're seeing in Italy right now because uh, Italy just became the highest death toll of over 5,000 people yeah I mean but who believes Chinese stats no offense to like China but they tend to hide things yeah, no, that's true. But Canada's got like a uh, thousand cases, and Italy has five thousand dead. So yeah. they like, they also have different. one of the oldest populations in the world, and um, and yeah, who knows what's that. going on, right? The result it was yeah. also early on in in the um, in the pandemic, and I don't think that a lot of people had the education they have now. Like it's it's unfortunate, but Italy was one of those things that got so serious and kind of woke people up to it. Um, yeah. I, yeah, you're totally right. It was kind of the alarm bell. It's a sad sacrifice, but it's um, it's fortunate that people got a little bit of an eye open to it. Yeah, but I'm also hearing that um, this the states is going to be really, really, really bad, and it could be worse than Italy. Yeah, well, the uptake is a lot of people. Yeah, the and the up the, well, the uptake on a per capita basis looks like at this point it's. It's uh, bad, but I don't know. It's hard to say. It's hard to say. It's early days. I hope. I hope all that shit goes good. I know we have listeners from all over the world, and uh, yeah. I mean, I wish everybody well, but I was just. I was just reading something saying that they weren't even testing when 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 uh, Italy was testing ten thousand a day. They were. They only tested eleven eleven thousand people in total. They just yeah. didn't have the test. So. Um, and then, like, the people partying in Fort Lauderdale and people not taking it seriously. The U.S. is apparently really, really bad for that right now. People are just, like, they don't they're pretend like they don't give a fuck. Let me tell you what's, uh, what some of the examples that I saw that are almost hilariously tragic was things like a um, group march protest to COVID-19 in Brazil where it's just a whole bunch of people marching down a street in close proximity, protesting a contagious disease. Like you can protest a disease. Like the disease would be like, Oh, people don't fucking like us. So let's change direction. <laughs> I think, I think well, what you have, I, I think what you have is just like countries where people don't trust the messaging coming from their government. Well, and the States. 
Well, that's one yeah, of them for sure. Well, that was a bit of also a looked like a pronounced delay so that some people could get ahead of the market's drops, um, which is pretty pretty classy behavior there. Um, anyway, let's um, let's cut it short on this. I mean, it's horrible. We wish everybody the best. Like I said, we, we got listeners from a lot of different countries. You out there in the UK, US, Denmark, Australia, Germany. We even had some downloads from Italy. So we hope everybody's doing, doing fine. Um, good luck with everything. We'll be back in a week as per usual. And um, yeah, don't watch Outbreak. It's garbage. Spend your time in oh. much happier, better movies. Follow yeah. the protocol, man. Spend time with those you love. Watch happy movies. Be happy, but be safe. Take the thing seriously. We can get over this quicker if we all take it seriously. Yeah. And also, start like look, the big thing that I'm starting to see is people are starting to really like take care of each other and like reach out to each other. Like, that's what I feel like if anything comes out of this that's good is that people will like um, appreciate one another more and maybe, uh, you know, be nicer to one another yeah. or lend a hand or donate money or donate food. Like, um, you know, we, we can be, you know, we can all be very selfish and uh, we can all, you know, and it's, it's nice to see people coming together. I agree. Mr. Rogers quote that I always tell my daughter and it's um, he said when he was young, there was something happened, a bad thing. I can't remember what it was, a tragedy. And his mom had told him, look for the helpers. Whenever there's something bad happens, you'll always see the helpers. There's always people out there that are doing the right thing and doing what they can to help other people. And like you said, you can see it now. And I think that that has actually restored my faith in humanity to some degree. And uh, and actually, it's the reason why I think that we're all going to get through this is because you could see people coming together, realizing that we're uh, we're all stronger together than apart. Hopefully, some of these yeah. small differences that we've been fighting about um, kind of disappear behind the uh, the blanket of tragedy. Yeah, yeah, and I hope this does translate into uh, to the climate crisis and stuff too. Looks like we're going to have like we, yeah, we can like we can like band together to make, we can move mountains if we like all do something. True story. Guys are going to make me cry. I like how it's coming to light now that it's not the investment bankers and CEOs and celebrities who are the best people in our society. It's, it's the healthcare providers right now. And it's the, the people who work at the grocery store and, and are still out there preparing food and, and giving themselves and putting themselves in harm way to, to make sure everybody Truck, gets through. Tr- truckers. Yeah, truckers, especially like all you guys in transportation, guys and gals. Um, thanks for everything you're doing. Awesome. Wow, we're getting political yeah. on our platform here. Yeah. Just be nice. Well, be smart why, and be that, nice to each other. What the fuck? You hoarders and you people like profiteering off this? Go fuck yourselves. Yeah. Yeah. If you bought fucking six pallets of toilet paper in your sauna for 20 a roll, fucking choke yourself yeah stop listening to our podcast <laughs> we don't want your garbage ash listening to our angelic words <laughs> fuck you <laughs> yeah. john's silky voice isn't meant for you baby <laughs> john you can't hear this john shit could, <laughs> john, clearly john couldn't get toilet paper <laughs> <laughs> john okay. couldn't buy a bidet either they're all sold out so he's got a garden john, i got a shower one, after one, every one, time one. i shit it's annoying <laughs> Shower to shit. Yeah. Shitting in public is a nightmare. I just, I just reach over into the tub. I just reach over into the tub with my hand and make myself a little. What do they call it? A little. What are the bidet? French toilets? The bidet. Yeah, I just bidet myself. 
I have hey, dude, I've been to, I've been to Thailand. <laughs> Beside every toilet, it's just a bucket of water, and I never realized how to fucking use that thing. So uh, out there, there's a bunch of people that are just laughing at toilet paper sales. They've just got a bucket of water and a towel or something. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> I'm entitled. Three seashells. Yeah, the seashells. Okay. Outbreak, fuck you. Uh, have a great day. <laughs> Stay safe and healthy, everybody. We love you, uh, and enjoy your shit. Thanks for listening, everyone. Make sure you follow us on Instagram. Our handle is holdup underscore podcast. You can fire us a comment or two, add a movie to our wish list, and we always post a hint about our next episode in the middle of the week. Feel free to drop us an email directly if you've got some feedback for us. Our email is podcast.holdup at gmail.com. Our podcast can be found where most podcasts are these days. Podbean, iTunes, Google Play Music, Spotify, and Player FM.